talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And welcome to this week's episode of the Artist Interview, a podcast from Hope FM, also on our partner stations worldwide. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute pleasure to meet with you from the world of contemporary Christian music. And this week, we're not going to be over in the States, often in Nashville, but we're here in the UK. And I've got to say, this band have come to my radar in the last few months, and uh, they are lovely, really enjoying their music. I hope that you will as well. Before we meet them, let's hear this track, which you might be familiar with if you listen to Hope FM here in the UK, because it's been our track of the week recently, and it's Nobody Like You from Soulbox. And that was Nobody Like You by Soulbox. And they're here right now for the artist interview. Hey, Sammy. Hey, Ben. How you doing? Hey, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Now, I guess lots of listeners won't be very familiar with you guys. They won't have had the opportunities I've had to, to meet with you in person, see you on stage, doing some great stuff. Um, big Church Day Out or Big Church Festival, it's now known. That was, that was epic. I hope you really enjoyed that. Before we chat about all those sorts of things, uh, tell us a little bit about your life history. If both of you want to tell us a bit about maybe how your faith journey has gone and how that's interrelated with your music. Um, so who's going to go first? Ben, Sammy? Ben, you've been you've been picked, Ben. It's you. I've been chosen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So for me, I mean, I grew up in a Christian family uh, for like about three years, and then my parents got divorced. Uh, so there was a lot of kind of mess there. But then, um, so I, I kind of heard Christian like theologies from my dad a lot um, because he would take me to church, and um, which was great. Uh, but I kind of didn't really um, understand it and t- take grasp of it and really start living out my faith until about the age of probably 18, 19. Um, and there was kind of a lot of stuff that happened in between that, which was like amazing. Um, like some real God moments, some real incredible moments where I would just pray and, and like God would just completely help me. And, and um, I remember just, uh just being in 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 a, like it was a church setting um and i was about the age of 17 and i'd been through a, a lot of stuff i have been bullied in school and kind of been got really low and been through some eating disorders and had a really tough time and uh like was struggling with all of that carrying all this baggage and then i just had this moment where i was like you know what i just need to let go and and, and forgive and and let go of the past and uh just had this moment with god and where i heard that jesus uh, was the way the truth the life where he could he could give me life and life in all its fullness where there was a god that had actually had a plan for my life and and that i could do amazing things because i wanted to do music i was a beatboxer and i was writing poetry and i heard all these great things in the, in this in this in this time and i was like you know what i, I want to go for this i want to i want to live all out for jesus and that's kind of when my journey began around the age of 17, 18. It's kind of a little bit rocky in my head when it really began, but it's been a process for me because like over the last 10 years, my faith has been grown a lot. I've been shaped. I've been molded by obviously I'm working out the message and I've been sharing my faith with thousands of people. And it's, it's been amazing. For those people who don't know, what, what is the message? Ah, oh, sweet. So that, so the message trust 
is a, a, a Christian organization. We're a charity. We've been existing for over 25 years now. And it was uh, it started with something called the Worldwide Message Tribe, which would go into schools. Yeah, you, I, you know about that one. <laughs> I know the, I know the, I know the tribe with uh, a guy called Mark Pennells and a guy called Andy Hawthorne who literally would just go into school. Mark would play the guitar and Andy would just talk to the, the young people about Jesus. And it's kind of was birthed there and it's become this massive organization. We're in loads of different countries. We're all around the world. We've grown exponentially and it's all by the grace of God. And it's all for, for one purpose to share the gospel to share the gospel in in schools in prisons at festivals we've got festival manchester coming up we'll tell you about a bit more about that in a bit but there's 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 loads of stuff happening but so the message trust is a charity that works in schools primarily but then loads of different other places as well as that okay so that's what that's what Soulbox comes under is that right so yeah so they kind of employ us as a band uh, so to go out, so we're kind of like a mini version of the worldwide message tribe because it was birthed. So we, so we, the message kind of acts as our label. If you want to think about it, like in musical terms, they send us out to do shows, to do music. So yeah. And yeah, they employ us in that way. That's cool. If I could just rewind a sec there, though, Ben. Uh, but you mentioned something just almost in passing, where you mentioned that you had eating disorders. You know, I, I love it when people are honest and authentic on the show. And and there's been numbers of blokes who've talked about mental health struggles and the pressure of sort of to be something when you're an artist and you're in front of the crowd and all the rest of it, and uh, and how they just have to try and work through sort of the image and identity side of things. But I've never had a bloke say they've had an eating disorder, and in fact. Within our society, I'm, I'm aware very much there's plenty of girls that, that really struggle with that. How, if you don't mind me asking, how did that come about and how did you get through it? Yeah, so I think, first off, I think both male and females, they really struggle. Like, I think it's like a shared thing. I don't think it's just um, like one or the other that like, struggles with mental health. I think actually the it's like a typical man thing to do is just like bury it and hide it and pretend like it's not even an issue. But actually I think boys that we meet in school, they're actually struggling with their, their identity and they're, they're burying it. And that was my story. I was, I was really struggling, but it was actually really evident and it came out on the surface. Um, and it didn't look like me going to the gym like four times a day and drinking protein shakes. It looked like the opposite. It looked like me like not eating basically um, because Number one, I was I, I wanted attention. Also, number two, I was really, really struggling with with the way that I looked and I, I, I was really overweight. I got bullied for that. So I lost weight to actually almost get back at the people that had bullied me. But I would I would really struggle with that. And how did I come out of that? It was by like uh, it sounds like a cliche, but it was by the grace of God. And like it was people that got behind me. It was it was the dietitians, it was the the counselors, it was my it was my teachers that were actually able to set up meetings and like actually all of that stuff helped me realize that I was I wasn't living a healthy lifestyle that I needed to change the way that I was living. But then obviously all of that stuff was tied in with with me going to church and being part of a community that was loving me and, and was that, that valued me and showed me that I actually can value myself which it was where it needed to start. I needed to start under this understanding that valuing yourself is so important. We go into schools and we tell young people, it's important to love yourself because if you don't love yourself, you can't love other people and you will struggle to love, your, like, love others if you can't love yourself. So it's got to start there. 
so it really just started with me kind of valuing and, and seeing myself worth. And um, what advice would you have? Like, there's going to be listeners right now, uh, I guess parents, but also other people who themselves are struggling at the moment with um, how they feel about themselves and with eating problems. What advice would you have for them? My dad was really helpful. He like he still is like he's got his own troubles, but he was my role model when when I was growing up because he would just look after me and and encourage me and just all that a parent can do to try and look out for 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 their for their child. Like he was like he was obviously trying to get me to eat, but then I wouldn't. <laughs> but he was encouraging me. He was taking me to church. He was he wasn't like pressuring me or forcing me to do things he he was just trying to get behind me and 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 show me love so if, if there's any like parents listening that are like their their young person is is struggling with an eating disorder or whatever it may be mental health wise just really encourage them um and be there for them and and listen to them don't like i'm not want to give parenting advice do you know what i mean <laughs> but what that's what my dad did for me he was there for me and he would listen and um yeah just carry on don't don't like try and shove stuff down their throat do you know what i mean don't try and force them to do something just be there for them so. yeah that's what that sounds that sounds wise to me and um well also respect to your dad as well because you know what you've come through it and i'm looking at you now you look you look like a super fit healthy guy so um so, <laughs> yeah for those for those people at home he did just show me so it's a little bit of his guns there he's also been working out so there we go that's cool i've not got any guns yeah yeah so um, um but uh, but that's cool that's cool he's got, he's got water pistols, got water pistols. <laughs> yeah. yes yeah, yeah for anyone who's at home who's now confused we're definitely not talking about guns as in we're talking about are we talking about arm muscles anyway <laughs> just gotta be clear right okay so 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 but you've been walking as a christian for well, how old are you now 28 or something yeah good guess is that spot on yeah that's that's correct I, yeah, okay I, well i just did the math i just added 10 onto 18 it wasn't that hard so um, so, yeah, so, uh, so that's okay so so 28 now 10 years as a christian what would you say is the key thing that jesus has taught you during those 10 years holy moly what is the key thing that Jesus has taught me in these 10 years to be, to be humble and to be able to change. Cause I think there's been a lot of stuff, which, which I've been really stubborn about and been like, no, I don't want to change in that way. I don't want to like, uh, like it's like certain like mindsets and patterns of, of ways of doing things and routines that I know how that I think are the best way to do things. But actually, by the grace of God, like I've been able to slowly and it's been hard and he's chip, been chipping away at me. But like, I think there's really good stuff that I've learned in the last 10 years that has, has enabled me, has been able, so I can grow. Do you know what I mean? I've been able to grow because God's stuck with me and, you know, he could have like threw me to the sideline. Like he's like, this guy isn't learning anything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I, it's, he probably feels like that most of the time. It's like, oh, what? Yeah. Uh, no, no, honestly, I think it's, for me, it's about being able to change and being able to, like, not be so stubborn. Yeah, being 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 malleable and uh, allowing God to actually keep leading you. Because that's what I've got to say, I'm a little bit older than you're 28, and I'm still discovering that God's got new things to teach me all the time. And uh, so, so I've got to say, I think that it's a lifelong process. Uh, but it, but it's great if you can get to a stage where you go, oh, I know God wants to keep changing me. 
earlier in life, it, it means you can go further. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll jump over to Sammy for a moment and then we'll, we'll pick things up from, from here. So Sammy, rewind time for wherever you want in your, in your journey and tell us about how you came to faith, what you were like before you came to faith and the difference that Jesus made. Quite similar to Ben in the sense that I grew up in a Christian family. So from as young as I remember, um, like my mom has just always loved Jesus and has always been like, my kids will love Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember being a young person and my mom would be like, Samantha, one day, my daughter, you will tell lots of people about Jesus. You know, he loves you, has a plan, a purpose for your life. And I used to just roll my eyes and be like, I'm not, I don't really want to do that. I kind of want to be Beyonce. You know, <laughs> I want to grow up, get on a stage, drop it like it's hot, pick it back up. You know, that's what I wanted to do with my life. Genuinely, that's what I wanted to do. But now I'm... I'm, I'm so, so, you, so you don't think that the Christian script, the description of you as the Christian Beyonce, do you think that's not accurate then? Well, I've got blonde braids at the moment. I'm really still trying. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, so you're part way there. Um, okay. And you're on stage and you're singing. So hey, hey, if you say I'm the Christian Beyonce, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna be able to write that down and be like, I'm gonna write that down. down. Yeah, put, put it in your journal and go back to your mum and say, Mum, guess what? I am the Christian Beyonce. <laughs> so okay, so your mum, your mum was absolutely convinced that you were gonna tell people about Jesus, but you wanted to be probably not the Christian Beyonce. Just you just wanted Beyonce. to be like Beyonce. <laughs> um, Okay. So, so what did that, how did that outwork? What was, what was your, what was your life looking like? So at that time, like I fell in love with music at a very young age and I would, um, I was actually recently at Park Life because one of my friends was like running a stage there. So he was able to like get me like a free ticket. And I used to travel around Manchester with loads of different friends, loads of different like artists now who were like doing amazing things in the music industry. Um, but I, I made myself a part of that group and I wanted to like use music and do all these different things. And my lyrics were not in any way, shape or form, probably like encouraging to myself or other young people that were listening to what I was writing at the time. I just had like this out, this view of life that like, you know, you have to talk about um, things like sex and relationships from like a way that's not actually useful or helpful. So I used to write a lot of lyrics back in the day, um, just like about partying, clubbing, drinking, like doing drugs with my friends, all these different things. I look back and I was like, what the heck was I writing about? It's awful. So, so what, what age were you at that point? At this point now, I'm like about um, between 16 and 18. And if you don't mind me asking, the lyrics that you were writing about there with, with the party life scene, were you just writing the lyrics or were you living that out as well? Yeah, me and my friends were living it out. It's just kind of like what you did in, in college and all that kind of stuff. So I used to just go out clubbing, um, doing all these different things, turning up to church on Sunday to keep my mom happy as well <laughs> with like last night's makeup <laughs> so it's yeah it was crazy so there were there were there were the two sides to you yeah exactly and i think a lot of young people in the church really do go through this like mm -hmm. one foot in one foot out and i think what yeah, we're looking for is we just we just don't understand how life with jesus is the best adventure ever mm. and the world is telling you like all these other people and other things in the world are telling you know this is more fun no this is more great and i believed it and that's i had like a straight line towards that life and the deeper that i got into it the further that i went into it i found that it was so unsatisfying you know things like the drugs and the alcohol and the partying and the money all these different things they last a moment and then they're gone 
and then you want to go again and then they're gone. I, I often used to say like, it's like bungee jumping, you jump off, you feel amazing. It's great. But then that strap that you're, you're tied onto pulls you back to where you started. And I think for me, I found that I was emptier and lonelier and wanting more attention than like I wanted to begin with. And it just was this ongoing cycle. Um, long story short, I, I just like got into like this pattern of smoking weed with my friends, like all of the time. Uh, and I ended up with drug induced anxiety and depression. So I had like a really bad um, reaction to it. And I was just like anxious and depressed and so low for a very long time. And I didn't know what else to do. And nothing was fixing it more partying wasn't fixing it and um, more drinking. So, so, cause I, I've heard, I've heard, sorry to interrupt, but I've heard people say, oh, they want, because they're, cause they're anxious. They, they're smoking weed because it helps them chill. But you've just said that if you, you were smoking it, it actually caused drug-induced anxiety. Yeah, for me, it was like... A, that, so, so, so it can be totally the opposite, therefore? It can be totally the opposite. It's, it's just like everybody everybody's bodies and minds are different, isn't it? It just did not um, do well for me in any way, shape or form. Um, and I think even just the, the, the whole thing of like, yeah, it's like you can look to anything for that, for that feeling of peace and calm or whatever. But for me in that moment... I just realized that I needed something bigger. I needed something better. And I went back to the things that my mom would tell me as a young person. You know, she would always quote this passage in 2 Timothy to me um, if I wanted to go to bed and leave the light. She's like, Samantha, my daughter, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, of a sound mind. You don't need to be afraid. But that that passage, that Bible verse, I was like, if, if there's God that my mom has told me about all my life, can make these things that I'm feeling um, go away, can be with me in this moment. Like if he can do that, like I, I have to try. And I remember just being by myself and get, saying, God, if you are real, if I've not messed it up too far, if I've not run away too far away, would you help me? Like, would you, would you come back into my life? Cause I did know God as a very young person. I loved Jesus growing up and I did actually, in all of that time still love him. I just wasn't convinced that that lifestyle was all that, you know, was anything that was going to be fun or good for me like I just got lost a little bit um on this track of life and I remember saying God if, if I've not messed it up too much will you please help me like show me that you're real be there with me in this moment and I didn't have like a magical moment where everything just sort of like went away actually I, I think sometimes um God will help us walk through some of the consequences of our actions um like me and Ben whenever we share our stories we don't share from a place of like we're a finished project mm. actually you'll hear that we still have ups and downs we still I still have days where sometimes I feel really anxious mm. um I have like a bad dream a panic attack and it reminds me of that hallucination that I had when I was really high and I'll freak out a little bit momentarily I'll feel scared but I know this thing for certain that there is a God who loves me Jesus is with me and in the anxiety and the questioning and the and the downness of it he promises that if I come to him with these feelings that I'm feeling if I come to him and I'm thankful for all the amazing things that he's done for me that his peace which surpasses all understanding it goes beyond all the fear that I feel all the uh, questioning all the like the depression all these different things his peace goes beyond all of that stuff and it comes to guide my mind and my heart if I stay within him and that's a promise that I hold on to when I feel mm. those things they don't go away they're still there you're not promised a, like you're not promised an easy life you know like Jesus says like in this world you will face trouble but take heart because I've overcome the world and that's the God that I've journeyed with. who has been with me in that time when I came back to him. And mm -hmm. it's, yeah. And I found aside to that, that living with Jesus is the most fulfilling thing. 
Um, I don't have a Beyonce lifestyle, you know, <laughs> and by any yeah. means or whatever. But man, the riches that come from going to speak to young people and seeing that what you've been through, um, what God has taught you, um, introducing them to God and seeing their lives changing or their lives changed and transformed, it is the most fulfilling thing ever. Yeah, I don't have millions of pounds and this crazy whatever it is, but I know friends who do and they're not really satisfied and they're not fulfilled a lot of the time. Um, and I think the friends that I know who have Jesus um, who have success or no success have something that's consistent and fulfilling. And that's kind of like what I hold on to um, now as a person. Wow. So that is, that is actually really cool. I love your honesty where you say actually still, still sometimes there's struggles, but, but Jesus is always there. That is, that is great. So, um, and I'd like to know a bit about how, wait a second, in fact, this is what I want to really know. Did both of you come into contact with the Message Trust before you started working for the Message Trust? How did that relationship sort of start? So I'm from a little town called Hereford. And the way that I came in contact with the message was there was a guy at my, my church who was like, oh, this is a thing that you should get involved in. And he showed me a little pamphlet or flyer, whatever you want to call it. He was like, you should definitely contact this guy because you should get involved in this. It's, it's really cool. And what he was talking about, about was actually a thing called academy which is we're actually in the academy <laughs> managers it's, right behind us. it's literally yeah. academy uh so yeah i can see this it looks very cool. Yeah, very cool so he was talking about going to do this course called academy which was then called genetic but he was like you should do this it's a, it's a 10 month course and like you you'll learn music and you'll learn how to preach the gospel and you'll learn how to be a youth worker and i was like sounds dope and then i didn't think about it for four years uh oh wait it wasn't four years it was like three years uh, i exaggerate sorry uh, and then i was like oh i should go do that and then when i was 21 i came and joined the academy and just did a whole lot of stuff before that but yeah and i learned amazing skills so that's kind of where i first heard about it and then i got involved for academy did an internship and then joined soulbox two years later yeah, pretty much similar. So at that time, um, when I'd had this big, massive turnaround in my life, I was actually working for a, um, a substance misuse charity. So they helped uh, people who struggle with drugs and alcohol um, abuse. And I was going into youth clubs and schools and helping young people understand the effects um, of, drug, of like drugs and alcohol. I was running alcohol-free events in Manchester um, to promote like you can have a good time without alcohol but the charity I was working for was amazing but it wasn't a Christian charity and at that point I was meeting all these young people who were really struggling and I was like I can give you all these stats and all that stuff and it's amazing it's brilliant to know but there's something that has happened in my life which has actually helped me in a way um that's like brought all these other things like deeper and further and anchored it um and it's like knowing Jesus but I couldn't share that with them unless they asked me questions because you're not allowed to do that. And then I went to, I was invited to this um, gig called Thursday Night Live. And I met my friend called Rachel Sylvester, who takes a lot of the pictures for Soulbox. She does. Fantastic photographer. She was actually doing all the stuff at Big Church, uh, Big Church Festival this year. She's fantastic. Um, go on, go on, go on. Say her name again. Give her a plug. Rachel Sylvester. That's who you need to look up. Need photos for your event. Rachel Sylvester's the one. Yeah. So she told me about Message Academy. She was like, oh, mate, what you're doing is brilliant. You can actually do the same things, but talking about Jesus. Um, and then I did Academy as well. And then and I did an internship and then joined um, Soulbox a year after it had like started. Um, so that was cool. So you joined Soulbox a year after it started. But as far as I know, Soulbox is Sammy and Ben. So is, is Soulbox sort of a rotating lineup? It started with meeting a guy called John, 
he now works for Youth for Christ. He's doing some amazing things. But then he kind of, oh no, no, he didn't leave. Then Sammy joined a year later, like she said. So when it started, it started in 2017, 2018, Sammy joined. That got way better, I'm not going to lie. And it was amazing. And then John has left a year ago. Okay. Did the band get way better? No, I shouldn't ask that question. <laughs> but it got way better when Sammy joined. That's great. The, the thing is with, with message and music is everything that we do is for the sake of just like sharing Jesus with, with like people. So like the teams as they stand um, are like obviously employed by the message, but whatever rotations happen, changes or whatever, as long as like the identity and the DNA of sharing Jesus is still there. We're not really bothered, sort of like the, the vibe or whatever. But it's quite interesting because when the band when the band started, our manager Tim had always wanted it to be like a three piece, but now we're a two piece, and it's actually going okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, would you say you're great friends? Well, I mean, I think friends is a stretch. I'd probably. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. Do you know what it is? The work that we do is so deep. It's so deep and it's through thick times and it's through thin times, it's through bad days and good days. You get a bond that is almost like family. Like I would describe Ben when anybody asks me like a brother, like that's literally what it is. Like you're with each other in the ups and downs. Sometimes you don't speak to your brother. Sometimes you don't speak to your brother. Sometimes, sometimes you want to hit your brother, but there's this ongoing love there, which is just like so cool. So I think over the years we've developed like a real cool friendship and a community yeah. um, a, a alongside each other. Um, you're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like a brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. So uh, musically, let's find out about that. Who actually is musical out of the two of you? Both of us. Oh, well, that's good. A good answer. Phew, I thought it might be that. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> Nothing came to me quick enough. I was like. No. So what, what, what musically do you do? What's your different gifts? What's the things that you bring to the table? Sammy is a sick, sweet soul singer. Woo! And I'm not, not going to lie, she's a pretty dope rapper too. Woo! Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And her songwriting is like, Whoa! Whoa! Off the That's chart. three compliments yeah, right there. That, three on a roll. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could produce. It's really you, sad. Actually, if you put the work in, you'd probably be a, yeah. be a sick producer. And so, yeah, so that's the kind of soul element of Soulbox. And then the box element, you might have guessed, I'm a beatboxer. Yay. So I beatbox. So we put soul and box together and we got soul box. And then I rap on top of that as well. And he produces. And he does spoken words. And I do auto-tune singing as well. You should hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, uh, so, and writing, writing the lyrics. So you both are lyricists. Yeah. So the way that a studio session normally works is, so yeah, we both are lyricists. But we will go into the studio and we'll meet with our producer, Geek Boy, also known as Al Sweatenham. He's an incredible guy. Yeah. And he we will sit with him. He'll write the track. He'll create the whole instrumental beat, guitars, pianos, all of it. Synths, everything. everything. Crazy. Whale guy. sounds. It's amazing. It's you brilliant. should listen to it. I, I have been I have been listening to Don't Tell Me I Should Listen to it. I've done that before the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky boy. So yeah, but I have spent time to it and and I've loved the detailing yeah. because that's one of the things. On I'm listening to the track, so I'm going, you know what? They've they got all the music in, they've got the thing, and then there's just little sounds in. You go, oh, that adds a nice little bit. Like that, there's a little bit where you can hear a record needle on the startup. And I'm like, it's, like, it's great. Incredible. Geek Boy is a phenomenal producer, like phenomenal, hands down. Yeah. And so so I, I would like to pass on my compliments, I, probably on behalf of listeners as well, because we're going to listen to another track in a moment. But 
I love what Geek Boy's doing. He's he's actually um, putting in some beautiful background for you guys there. And shout out to Tim Gosden as well, because yeah. he kills it as well. There's a guy called Tim Gosden and he, he uh, so he mixes and masters. Uh, no, he doesn't master. So he mixes our stuff and he sometimes produces for us too. And he's incredible. He's brilliant. Like, cool. The whole team that we have is just fantastic. Like the message is so blessed to have so many people that are willing to work with us because of what we do. Like brilliant musicians, but they give up their time and a lot of what they're worth really to, to work to work with us, which is great. So why, why? yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's good. It's great. Cool. So we've got another track to play from you uh, right now. Now the track's called New Me. And obviously both of you have been talking about your story and the way that God took you from where you're at and it's been changing and working you since then. I'm guessing New Me might cover a little bit of that, but could you tell us all about New Me? Yeah, so New Me, what was New Me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we, wrote, we wrote New Me because we were thinking of... Um, second corinthians 5 17 therefore um anyone who's in christ like is a new creation and for us like our stories our backgrounds the things that we've been through we break it down in both our verses um as we talk about just like being able to throw off all these anxieties uh we're not going to be shook anymore we're not going to be shaken by it but we're going to put like our trust in jesus and um he makes us like a new creation and he brings like good stuff out of it also yeah, yeah it's, really a, good. it's an invitation for like the listeners to throw off the things that are like like burdening you to throw off the things that are weighing you down um and find the hope in jesus because he brings so much like hope and all that stuff and he promises to be with you in it all i think yeah it's a really cool track because it was our new track as a duo it was mm. like our first one so i think and it's just some really powerful stuff in there sammy goes into her story in there a lot and i love that and it was like a it was like a new phase yeah. like for for soulbox new me so and we did like this incredible video if you have the chance check out the video because it's i'm not gonna lie it's one of the best videos that's ever been produced by the message trust like it is incredible Whoa, that I, is big things right there it's it's massive hey what can i say rachel sylvester <laughs> partnered yeah. with ryan griggs now ryan that is an griggs. incredible duo like yeah fantastic. shout out to ryan he's part of a band called social beans like she goes check their music out he's incredible so they partnered together and made something amazing it looks like we're on mars it's great well and uh, i'm guessing we just go along to youtube to see that yeah yeah, yeah, you'll find it. Yay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soulbox New Me. Search on YouTube. You're going to get it. Right now, thank you so much, guys, for all you shared. This is your track, New Me. My worries ain't got a hold of me. I was lost, now I'm found. I don't want to leave. Ain't going to be shook no more, no more, no more, yeah. Because I'm in you. And that was New Me by Soulbox. And I'm so pleased to say that Soulbox is still with us here on the Artist Interview. Hey guys, thanks so much for all you shared. It's been it's been a journey. It's been a joy listening to you. You've got so much passion uh, and you're making me laugh as well. Um, but some of the topics you've touched on, they are really serious topics. And um, I think uh, stuff about being new creations uh, and the things that actually get into our lives that 
stop us from walking forwards in those things can be huge barriers. And sometimes we can think, you know what, it's, it's too much, it's too big, but it's, it's never too big for, for God, no matter what's there. Um, and it'd be great right now if one of you was happy to pray for our listeners off the back of the track, new me and the stuff you've been sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for everybody who's just heard that track. Thank you that uh, you enabled us uh, to do music. We're grateful uh, for who you are, for your grace, for your peace, for your mercy and your hope uh, that is within that track. I pray that it would just have spoken to so many of uh, uh, the listeners of Hope FM. I pray it would bring hope uh, into despair. It would bring peace into the chaos. It would bring love where there's hate. I pray, God, would you um, just restore, would you fulfill um, the, the broken, uh, would you just raise up uh, the, the the dry bones, Lord? I pray that there, there would be life and life in all its fullness uh, to every one of these listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And obviously you guys are normally ministering to, to young kids, maybe schools, colleges, things like that. But today, obviously, there's going to be people who are older in life as well who are listeners on this journey. But we're all still on a journey. I just want to encourage you. You know what? You might be thinking, oh, yeah, if only I'd started when I was a kid. This I, I, I this would have been easier. Um, but your journey maybe with Jesus has started more recently. And I just want to say to you guys, there's always more. Don't think that you've missed the boat because God always wants to go deeper with each and every one of us. He doesn't pass us by and go, ah, no, you're, you're too late. There isn't that. The, you know what? God cares for you. So uh, that prayer that was prayed, prayed just now, that's for you. I just want to make sure that you take the goodness of God with you this day. Thanks very much as well and for all you've shared. But I would say if you're listening to this interview and you're not sure really who this God is that uh, Sammy, Ben and Gordon are talking about, uh, do pop online. If you're in the UK, go to findachurch.co.uk because there are many great churches that would love you to find out more of God's love. And if you're listening on one of our partner stations worldwide, contact the station directly and just say, hey, could you find a good church for me? I'm sure they would love to recommend one. Okay, so you've told us a little bit about your history. You told us about how you got together. Tell us right now about what's been your highlight of being Soulbox. The highlight of being Soulbox? Yes, just so you don't have to say this interview right now. It would be cheesy and I'll take it, but, yeah, you know. I was going to say that. Other, so, uh, other than that, so. other than this interview, what, what is there, buddy? Gosh, there's been, a, there's been quite, there's been a lot of highlights. I think you could like round them up into one big one. It's just we do have a lot of fun when we go out on the road. Obviously, we love being in the office. This. we love creating in the studio we love doing all that stuff but there there's always just funny stuff that happens in in schools and uh on the road like we, we travel with, with our friends as well there's different bands that work here um we we were on the road with them literally friday just gone and we did a gig with them and it was just it's just fun it's just like there's a good atmosphere when you do a gig it's like people were excited do you know what i mean like excited to do the music excited to preach the gospel um so I know that's not like a specific highlight. Maybe Sammy's going to share one specifically. But I think just as a general and as a whole, we love going out on the road and being out because that's what we're designed and that's what we're created as a band, but also like as creatives, I think like to do as well, to share and to share what we've made, to share what we've created, whether it be like a, a talk, a preach, a sermon, or like a piece of music. We just love like doing that and like being able to share it with other people, sharing hope with other people. And it can just be fun. I don't know. Have you got any more specific? I agree. That was very specific. <clears throat> I think, um, I think, I think there's a, there's a new highlight every single day. It's like literally what you've just said before, like there's always 
better things to come. The best is yet to come all the time with God. But we were just at big church festival and nobody, I was like, nobody knows who we are. We're going down because we've been invited to be on the Illuminate stage. Um, Our friends, LZ7, like do amazing things all over the UK and they're very well known. So we're just like dotting about because we're like, oh yeah, let's, let's, let's go down and have some fun. And we see this young person come up to us when we're like um, Mm -hmm. taking photos and doing all this kind of stuff in the merch stand and he says you you might not remember this but in lockdown um you guys messaged me and like I was having a really downtime I was really 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 low he went into his own words of saying that but he just basically was feeling really hopeless and really down and um this was like this week that we were in lockdown and we were like oh let's send a bunch of bible verses and encouraging stuff to all the young people to say like I know we're not out and about on the road like what Ben's saying we love doing that stuff we're not able to do that but like we're praying for you. We're praying this and this and that for you. This young person got back to us. I did a later on look at the um, messages. I tried to find. I was like, where is he? Where is he? Um, and he was just like, he never responded. <laughs> he never responded to that big, massive paragraph. <clears throat> but he found us and he said, that really lifted me up. It uplifted me. And I was praying that stuff over myself. And I felt a lot better. And I wanted mm-hmm. to come and say thank you. Wow. So that was amazing because even like sometimes you're just like oh my gosh it is really fun he didn't respond so, yeah, yeah he didn't fun. respond you're like oh great but it, <laughs> but, but it did change him but it yeah. helped and that i think that was just really beautiful um so yeah and then we also met some people who had been listening to us from portugal oh lord yeah <laughs> and they came over they were like we love your song boundaries and we love like your songs we've been listening. <laughs> i was like wait what you've been listening to us from portugal that's so, so cool yeah, yeah. So it's like cool. always that's little cool. things that happen all the time that, that is very cool you guys are sowing seeds all the time and there's going to be a lot of fruit from your ministry that you will never know you'll never ever see it uh you might get to know about some of it in heaven when you get to heaven and people come up to you and go yeah you're the reason that i'm here because you told me about jesus there's going to be people in that category for sure but there's going to be lots of fruit where you don't see the impact you have uh but i i you know listening to you guys knowing your music and and knowing the message so the stuff that you're you're involved in you're going to be impacting so many people and making such a kingdom difference. So it is really glorious and it's great getting you on the show here today. So listeners get to know a little bit about you and a little bit more about the message trust and the difference you make in schools. And I should say, if you're maybe uh, in the area, maybe you're a schools worker, maybe you're a youth worker, maybe you're a teacher and you're thinking, wouldn't it be cool if these guys came down to my school, my area, uh, and actually could put on a show, you know what? We should find out if that's possible. Guys, could you go to if someone's connect with you and say, we really want to put on a thing for the schools in our area and the church in the area work together? Is that the sort of thing you could do? Yeah, 100%. If you uh, email soulboxteam at message.org.uk, that's soulbox, S-O-U-L-B-O-X, team at message.org.uk um, and just put in your inquiry. It will go to our team and our um, organizers and all those different people uh, connect with us online as well um, at Soulbox Band that's Instagram that's TikTok that's Facebook everywhere um, get a hold of us we'd love to come down um, and do something yeah. talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music this is the Hope FM artist interview tell us tell us guys what what do you think God's got for you in this next season what's what's the vision and the plan we are going to create an album we are we, we, <laughs> I'm really like Ben is just like talking to Jesus every single day about an album. He just, he's like a proper muso. 
And you know, as a musician, albums are just great, isn't albums it? Albums like are like the, the full thing. You've reached the, the pinnacle of, of your career and then you realize it's just an album and it's it's, it's not that great. But yeah, <laughs> we, are, we, we do want to create one, but we'll see how it goes. Maybe we won't. We've got a massive thing coming up, coming up at the first of July that I knew Sammy was eager to tell you about. So go on. Yeah, we've got Festival Manchester. So for our north, for anyone who's listening from the north on Hope FM, I'm not sure if you have any people, but also the south, come on down. We 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 broadcast across the UK uh, online. Even if you're coming to FM, it's online as well. And there's a podcast, so for sure there's going to be people around there. We've got the largest free music event happening in Manchester at Withenshaw Park on the 1st of the 3rd of July. It's called Festival Manchester. We'll be playing um, but alongside us is like some amazing people. If you love Governor B, if you love LZ7, Cray, Good Boys for people who love pop music, Good Boys are going to be there. It's going to be absolutely wild. You get to come and watch all these people for free. Gordon, Gordon, so, so, Gordon, how much it cost? For free. Matt Redman's gonna be there for free. No, 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 Gordon, Gordon, I'm not getting excited for free. Okay, you know what? I just want to check. I just want to check how much it is again. How 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 much was it again? For free? What? You know what? It, that's an amazing deal. I like that. In fact, you know what? There might be people even down on the south coast who are going. Wait a second, one more. If I work it out, if it's free, it's worth the train ticket, isn't it? So, um, so, so Festival Manchester. Now, how many expecting? Two, three hundred people? Uh, we are expecting to see over a hundred thousand people across the weekend. A hundred thousand people. Okay. First to the third of July. First to the third of July. So it's coming up. And you know what? There's going to be lots of people who maybe finished their exams. They just finished college. They're thinking, where would I like to go? What would I like to do? Exactly. Festival, Festival Manchester sounds like a pretty hip hop place to be right now. And young people, um, Friday night is the youth night. So that's when we'll be playing other bands, including Good Boys as well. Um, so make sure that you come down on the Friday. Um, and if you want any information, go to festivalmanchester.com. Um, going to be mad yeah it will it will be mad it sounds absolutely epic um and it's and just say in case the listeners didn't catch it um it's free it's it's free it's free (laughs) yeah it's for free and it's not just music as well there's other stuff going on which is going to be amazing there is other stuff going on so if you're not if you're like oh i'm not enticed by the music then you can skate. There's like a whole skate area with like ramps with with half pipes with with bars. Everything you you'd want as a skater. Uh, I'll be there when I'm not performing, trying to trying to perfect my kickflip. It'll be great. And also, there's going to be a, a extreme sports tent, which is going to be mad. So there'll be BMXing, all kinds of stuff. But on top of that, there's going to be a gaming tent. Oh my days! I'm for free. I'm very excited about the gaming tent because I'm going to be in there, maybe doing some Xbox, doing some PS4. There's so going to be a vintage car show. The organizer of for it free. is looking the, at me. The organizer, <laughs> the organizer is actually right here. The Here's a little is, treat. Is, Daniel Eduardo. Come on, Daniel, get, get, get in get the interview. Ready. I'm, I'm sorry, you can't hide behind the camera any longer or, or the mic. What's going on? What am I saying? Hey, Daniel, how you doing? Good to see you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Festival Manchester, This is, my next question is to go, who is organising it and what's the vision of Festival Manchester? And you sound like, your name's Daniel, so what's your surname, sir? Eduardo. Daniel Eduardo, beautiful name. 
You are the guy who's organising Festival Manchester. What's it all about, in a, in a nutshell? Yeah, Festival Manchester is a free festival happening from the 1st to the 3rd of July, partnership between the Message Trust, the Luis Palau Association, and hundreds of churches all across the Northwest. The main purpose of it is to bring, like your radio station, hope. It's all about bringing hope, the message, the transforming message of Jesus Christ, through music, through gaming, through a whole bunch of stuff to bring communities together, happening in Wittenshaw Park, all for free. It's going to be a vibe. Wait, for wait, free. wait. Is it free? Wait, it's... Free. free. It's free. God. Oh my goodness. Oh my days. I've never heard such a crazy idea. So, um, so, uh, and you said lots of church work, and it, but, but, but it's, it's hundred thousand people. So obviously this is big impact, huge thing. How, has this been running for years and years? No, no, no. So the last time this happened was in 2003, Heaton Park. Um, and we thought post COVID, what would it look like for the church to be the first ones out of the door with this incredible message of hope to see church from different denominations standing together in unity and stepping out in faith to reaching the people in their communities, loving where they live and then seeing Festival Manchester as a, as a kind of a, a jewel thing, a celebration of all the salvation, all the stuff that God has done. And then the hope to be a catalyst for further mission of churches working together in unity. Uh, we've got Lecrae. Lecrae is performing, uh, which is Lecrae's epic. It'll be great. Governor B. Uh, we got Kingdom Choir that performed at the Royal Wedding. We have Matt Redman um, as well. He's going to be leading his worship. And actually going to be closing off the festival on the 3rd of July. So there'll be this incredible moment of thousands of people together singing. And then we're actually having a, a, a thousand-piece children's choir performing alongside Matt Redmond as well on a 10,000. For, for, for a moment, you know, I thought you said, I thought you said it was a thousand-piece children's choir, but that would be utterly impossible because that's too many people. A thousand? Yeah, that's, no, that's what I said. That's what I said. That's what I thought you said. That, you know, there's numbers of things that don't add up here, right? You've got a thousand piece choir and apparently it's free. Makes no sense to me at all, but it's going to be epic therefore, isn't it? I can see that. It's going to be next level. And obviously they were talking about it, but we, we have a gaming tent. I know Ben said PS4, but it's actually PS4. Oh, <laughs> ben, where's your faith, my friends? God. We're giving up free PS4. As well for the winners of the competition. Oh We've got man made beach. We have an extreme sports area. I know Ben said that as well. We have, it's not actually classic cars, but it's classic bikes um, oh. exhibition happening as well. Honestly, there's loads of stuff. Well, you know, there, there might be there might be people listening who are going, well, I can't get to Manchester. I, I'm too old. It's not my scene. But there is something that every listener who loves Jesus can be doing, which is praying for that. So, so Festival Manchester, 1st to the 3rd of July. 100,000 people, many people hearing the good news of Jesus for the first time. Uh, what an opportunity to impact a, a whole region. So I think that's a great thing for us to have in our diaries and our prayer lists. If I can just add towards prayer, actually this week we're having a week of prayer and fasting. Um, everyone that's involved with Festival Manchester, hundreds of churches are, are across the city as well are joining in. If you are one of your listeners wants to join in with the prayer and fasting, you can do it remotely. Just go to festivalmanchester.com forward slash prayer, click the little prayer button and then join in with the fasting. You can even book a slot saying, you know what, at this point I'm going to be specifically praying for the schools that the, these guys have been going in with the primary school staff, with the homeless outreach events with Festival Manchester, with the gospel proclamation and discipleship as well. So there's a lot to pray on, but you can go to festivalmanchester.com to find out more. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed, Daniel Eduardo, for joining oh, us spontaneously <laughs> about Festival Manchester. That was very interesting indeed. So, so guys, pe people, people now know a little bit about the two of you. You're utterly crazy but utterly crazy for Jesus in the best way. So, so, and uh, you'll take it. That's good. And, and your music, we, we're getting the vibe is pretty great. So we've got one more song to play from you. The song is called Faith. 
Tell us about that. Oh, the song Faith. Um, we wrote it and it's based off the passage where Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, faith as small as a mustard seed um, can move the mountains. You can say to this mountain, you know, jump and it will like jump or move. I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the scripture. But basically this idea that small faith can do big things. Uh, but the most important part is that small faith and who it's, who it's being put in. And when you put a small amount of faith to Jesus with anything, maybe today it's just like, oh, I don't know if God is real. But there's a small part of me that's like, I, I do want to know. And it can be a simple prayer of like, God, if you're real, can you show me? Maybe you're going through some difficult things that line up with what me and Ben have been going through. And maybe it's just that small faith to be like, oh, God, would you help me? Uh, maybe it's small faith to share your faith with somebody else. You know, would you give me courage? A bit of anything, like whatever it is that we bring to God and um, with the smallest amount of faith, because it's being put in a big God. It means that impossible things can become possible. So that is what this song is really all about and we hope you it's a bop i love this song this is a bop. and we hope you enjoy it it's a bop thank you very much soulbox ben and sammy for joining us on the artist interview today this is your track faith god bless you guys bye thanks for having us man. it's okay because it's all that you need it's not a lot but i believe we'll make it rain tell them all that you need it's And that was Faith by the wonderful <laughs> Evanescent, very funny, Soulbox. And what a ministry they've got of serving youth. And wherever you are in the world, you can get in touch with the Message Trust here in the UK, because actually this is something that's being replicated around the world and bringing life to a new generation. So I hope you enjoyed it. There are many other, other interviews for you to enjoy as well. Just pop onto your favorite podcast platform and search up the artist interview. I've been your host, Gordon T. Thanks so much for joining me. I look forward to being with you for the next episode. God bless. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM artist interview.